honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awijan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Great to be back on board once again with you today to talk Timberwolves basketball, of course. Ah, uh, well, you know, um, they put up a fight, but the defense was the same old story. The Wolves go 1-3 and three this week. Yeah, the Wolves are now 6-16. Uh, six and 16. Mm, ugh. Yeah, I, I know. I know. It doesn't get better. I mean, excuse me, we didn't expect them to uh, necessarily have a great season. But, I don't know, it still sucks, right? It still sucks. I, it's a painful record. It's painful to watch. You get some of our <laughs> some of the guys that run pages and stuff, they're getting more into the Minnesota Wild. Hey, I, I don't blame you, but at the same time, they're still watching the Wolves. But, you know, hey, brave the Wilds out there, too. Don't forget, brave the Wild Minnesota Wild. <laughs> podcast <laughs> on all the same stuff, iTunes, Stitcher, Double Twist. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not trying to say uh, say screw the wolves and walk away, but just saying, if you need some type of, uh, you know, something on like, you know, the off nights and such to kind of make you feel hopefully a tiny bit better, you know, because they, they at least have a winning record at this point. Uh, you know, the defense just stinks and it's, it's frustrating. Uh, the least amount of points the wolves gave up all week is 105 to the Spurs. It's never changing. One good positive note, though, that's been going on in the month of December is Dunn has been brewing. Is Dunn is brewing, boy. Dunn has been brewing. Yes, <laughs> you know, like Dunn Brothers coffee. Yeah, uh, he's starting to get better, and that's good news, especially when you have Ricky Rubio not playing well at all. Um, I wouldn't be surprised that Dunn's presence here might affect Ricky Rubio. It's happened many times in the past where it's like your possible replacement comes in, and suddenly... Yeah, you kind of drop off as a player, kind of like Corey Brewer dropped off when the Wolves drafted Mr. Johnson, Wesley Johnson. Remember how Brewer just dropped off? So, who knows? Um, Rubio, clearly not the guy that a lot of people hoped he would be. The shooting is never going to improve, but even the passing is not that great. He just seems more and more timid out there, like not really uh, not really uh, forcing the issue, so to speak. I don't know. Not, not been pleased at all. Let's start things out. Friday, December the 2nd against the New York Knicks. Just... You know, the same old thing. No defense. Yeah, I mean, 118 to 114. Sure, we scored a lot, but it's just like, here's, uh, you know, does this look like a Tom Thibodeau team right now? No. Uh, The good news is Thibodeau has seemingly calmed down a bit. That's good. The bad news is, and I mean, he's calmed down a bit, like only a little bit. (laughs) The bad news is nothing's changed. Defense hasn't been getting better at all. And yes, these are good offenses. I mean, New York has players that can score. Kyle O'Quinn, though. Really? I mean, Kyle O'Quinn just manhandled the Wolves down low. Carl uh, Anthony Towns played well for the most part. He he got three blocks in the game, but of course, shooting percentage just gone off the face of the earth this past week. Zach Levine has really stepped up this week. Uh, he hit half of his shots in the game, got trigger happy from the outside, but I guess you're going to expect that from a guy who's obviously your starting shooting guard, and he's kind of got the green light to launch threes. He's kind of the guy you'd want to shoot them. Unless he gets cold, <laughs> which he did a little bit. Uh, Bielitsa and Carl Anthony Towns both over, both both had a strong shooting night from the outside. Three of five for Carl Bielitsa, three of seven. Played very strong in the game, 17 points, seven rebounds. Even added three assists in the game. Bielitsa, on occasion, looks like a really good rotation player in this league. Maybe even a starter if the Wolves want to move Levine to the bench. Some people keep talking about that. I'm not... You know, I'm not completely against that, but I'm not completely for it either. Um, how about a matchup thing? Maybe maybe like some kind of an odd matchup against certain teams that are playoff ready. You know, that type of thing. Like a bigger team, maybe you want to go that direction. Have a little spark plug off the bench. Um, that type of thing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, right now, Levine is probably the last guy you want to put on the bench at this stage. Uh, Carl really struggling from the field this week. Uh, even had four turnovers against the Knicks. Andrew Wiggins back into the sleepy mode. Uh, Gorgie Zheng, I, I, I mean, only, gosh, he, he really got into foul trouble in this one against Carmelo Anthony and the like. Really struggled. Five personal fouls in only 17 and a half minutes. Only managed to get two points in the game, but he, he had a nice move later on this week against Toronto. I love that, the pump fake and jam 
the guy is capable of making really, really nice plays, and Gorgie Zhang, to me, is clearly a starter in this league. On occasion, though, he'll have nights like this one, and it did not help those cause at all. I mean, he had no defense inside whatsoever. Kyle O'Quinn just had his way, and hard to believe, 13 rebound performance for Kyle O'Quinn. Ooh, boy, <laughs> it's been a, a tough week overall. Rubio, I mean, 30 minutes of hardly anything out there. Sure, he got six assists, but you barely noticed him. Uh, Chris Dunn showing some early signs here of what he can do, drawing defenders and making nice passes, dishing it out or in stride. Five assists in the game. Really, again, Chris Dunn has got that true point guard in the NBA uh, style that the Wolves have really never had. Uh, sure, Ricky Rubio brings it to a point. He's a nice passer and everything. But he has no outside shot whatsoever. At least most of the time he doesn't. <laughs> he hit a couple against Toronto. That was nice. But generally speaking, you know, player people just stay off Ricky Rubio. And that's been the tale pretty much since he got in the league. This was just overall a weird game. I mean, the Knicks just kind of had their way. They're making their shots from the outside. You saw it time and time again. Guys wide open. And you also saw guys just be able to drive right to the basket. It's almost just kind of boring talking about it because it's the same thing. I mean, oh, it's like, oh, you know, the same thing happened. Um, you know, at least Carl played well, this, that. Or at least Zach hit some shots or this or that. Uh, Muhammad and Bielitsa, strong off the bench. You're finally getting something off the bench here, which is really good. Uh, Cole Aldrich, 10 points. Bielitsa, like I said, 17, 14 for Muhammad, and then 6 from Dunn. But also, again, the 5 assists and the aggressive play, driving to the basket. Driving to the basket. And that's nice. And, of course, he draws attention. Rubio doesn't draw a whole lot of attention. So, there it is. Uh, Chris Dunn is not going to be an offensive force in this league, but he's going to be better offensively than Ricky Rubio. And he's really good off the dribble. And that's going to continue to develop over the course of time. That Chris Dunn will be a feared player coming down the lane. He'll draw attention, and then he can, he can kick the ball out, or maybe he'll draw a foul. That's what's exciting about Chris Dunn. Dunn is brewing, yeah. <laughs> I know it's lame, but it, it, you got to come up with something, right? Dunn Brothers, that type of thing. Really like what he's bringing, though. Um, Andrew Wiggins again. It's just an, a, another quiet week until we get to Toronto. But at least he's he's adding other facets to his game. He does drive to the basket and kick the ball out. And that's what you've been seeing consistently through the course of time. Um, it's just another disappointing loss, though. Just chalk up another one. Let's move on. Let's move on, shall we? The Charlotte Hornet game. This game was awesome. Back to back, you think, oh, goody, now we go to Charlotte. We never win there. And the Wolves, well, the game started okay, and then it kind of faded away. The Wolves went down by quite a bit in this one, down by 17 at one point. And it's basically like you start to feign interest in the game as the Wolves trailed by 10 out the first quarter. They started okay really early, and then things got a little better in the second. Third quarter, the same old thing. And then all of a sudden, the Wolves start roaring back. And Carl starts making starts making shots, getting down low. He starts playing the game that you want him to play. He doesn't focus on the outside shot, even though it's valuable and all that. And he ends up having a huge performance, 27 and 15. Wolves very aggressive in that fourth quarter, getting to the basket, and they're actually hitting shots. Charlotte starts clanging them. All of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, Kemba Walker starts clanging everything, and that was wonderful to see after he'd been kicking our butts for the longest time, including hitting some three-pointers late to keep the Hornets in the game and keep the Wolves at bay, giving the Hornets the lead back, a, a one-point lead at one at one stage, and you thought, here we go again. Here, here it comes. That's all they need. Just get the lead, the little lead back, and off go the Charlotte Hornets. Frank Kaminsky, for some reason, just has Carl's number, but at the end of the day, Carl won the day out with a huge performance, like I just mentioned. Zach Levine, again, not the best game ever, but Rubio, 12 assists in the game. This is the best you're going to see out of Rubio right here. 9, 12, and 7 rebounds. This is a great game for Ricky Rubio. But again, you just look at that, the whole 2 of 7 from the field. It's just, I don't know, that's that's Rubio. I mean, like I've been saying all year, what you see is what you get. But you also saw a very strong performance from Chris Dunn once again. You saw him play very well during those runs that brought the Wolves back in the game. Chris Dunn, extremely valuable, 8 and 6 and assist, six assists, that is, down the stretch. Just aggressive, and he makes shots. He hit a three-pointer in this game. He also, again, draws traffic. He draws traffic, and that was a huge difference maker for the Timberwolves. 32 assists in this game, by the way, who shot much better in the second half than they did in the first, particularly in the, four, in the fourth quarter, more than the third, we'll say. Um, 
you didn't see Tyus Jones in the game. You haven't been seeing him really all week, which is kind of crazy. But that's because Chris Dunn has been playing so well. And I, I think Tyus Jones playing well scared Chris Dunn a little bit. So uh, maybe one day you'll, you'll have Dunn and Jones as the point guards for this team. And I don't think anybody will really complain, other than the Ruby Obos out there, as Dan Barrero would put it. Uh, Wiggins, again, started soft and got stronger later in the game. So that's the good part. Wiggins, sometimes he, he's, he's like, he'll heat up as the game progresses, and that's what he did in this one. Again, like hitting shots, mostly mid-range shots, not as aggressive as you'd like, but he did have a few flushes in this one. So at least, <laughs> at least something coming out of Wiggins, and again, a 29-point performance. So he, he wasn't really that invisible this week. It's just, it's funny when you see a 19-point game and you think, he didn't play that well. And, and you know, at least it's still something. Uh, much worse against the Spurs, we'll have to say. <laughs> He'd be almost invisible in that one. But the good news with Wiggins, though, he's still 21. you got to think it's still going to come around, and that's the hope with him. Uh, Muhammad has, had a, has been solid all week. The whole bench unit has been good. Muhammad kind of got a bit of an attitude with Cole Aldrich, and there was a mix-up as the two went for a rebound. They both went for it as the Wolves were, you know, literally in like the crunch time, trying to keep the lead in the game. They, they got the Hornets to miss again. They both grabbed for the ball, and the ball bounced out of bounds. Muhammad kind of flipping out at Cole Aldrich. Aldrich just kind of, hey, oh my God, calm down. So situations like that, Muhammad does need to calm down a little bit. Uh, Jim Peterson talking about that as well in the heat of the moment. Um, luckily, you didn't see anything develop after that, so... Hopefully they've settled down a bit, but this was a nice little victory for the Wolves. Nice comeback and a very, very rare win in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, even in the days with the old Hornets there, the Wolves almost never won. But now this this team, for some strange reason, even when they sucked as the Charlotte Bobcats, they could be 0-16 and the Wolves would lose there. Um, and the Wolves could have been one of their that 40-win season with Kevin Love. Just struggling all the time against Kemba Walker, who seemed to own them. But luckily, Kemba was cold down the stretch and the Wolves took advantage Nice, strong performance. Carl Anthony Towns closer to the basket in this one, forcing the issue, and he made all seven of his free throws. Awesome to see the Wolves pull this one out, but unfortunately, this would be it. Uh, they still gave up 120 points. Yes, they went to overtime. They got the Hornets to miss on an, on an opportunity to win the game, which would have been a heartbreaker, and luckily, the Wolves took advantage of it in overtime, just kind of rolled past those Hornets. Carl Anthony Towns definitely the aggressor in that game more than anybody else, particularly late uh, the Spurs game is just like a like a blur. <laughs> Tuesday, December the sixth. Like, I don't know. Do I, it's like you don't even want to talk about it. One hundred five ninety one. Close early. The Wolves actually led. They actually led at halftime, if you can believe it. But what do you think happened? What do you think happened? I mean, you you know what it is. Even even Ernie Johnson talked about it last night on TNT. The third quarter happened. That's that's really all you have to say. Uh, the whole second half was lousy for the most part. The Wolves just scored a few more points in the fourth quarter, but it didn't matter because the Spurs are making everything from the outside. Uh, <laughs> you didn't even see Tony Parker in this one because he's out with injury. Nicholas Liprovlita, yeah, he is, uh, you know, it's hard to believe. He actually shot four or five in the game, but he looks like, a, like, like quite the softy out there, to be quite honest, and the Wolves didn't take advantage of it. And he actually hit some shots from the outside, and that's what the Spurs often do against the Wolves, dishing the ball around. The Wolves caught sleeping, but really the story of this game was Kawhi Leonard. Not one guy on the Wolves roster, other than Zach Levine again, from hitting shots from the outside and being aggressive and attacking the basket. We appreciate that in a big way. But, uh, you know, when I was talking about if the Wolves are going to be successful against the Spurs, it'd be Carl Anthony Towns down low, who has played well against the Spurs in the past. But 3 of 16. I mean, that's all there is to say with that. 3 of 16. Huge struggle for Carl Anthony Towns in this game. Pau Gasol, LaMarcus Aldrich, kind of again having their way with the Wolves down low. Surprise, surprise. Uh, not not spectacular performances by them, but again, frustrating Carl Anthony Towns. And then Kawhi Leonard did what he needed to. And just attacking the basket and shutting down Andrew Wiggins in a huge way. I mean, this was a blowout between Wiggins and Leonard. Um, you see this as a nice matchup in terms of this is going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see two guys, like maybe like a, a, a guy a couple of, you know, a few years younger than the other, of course, way behind in development compared to the other guy. Because, I mean, Kawhi Leonard wasn't a, wasn't a big-time scorer until like the last two years here. And now he's really just, <laughs> it just shows how many miles ahead he is of Wiggins at this stage. 
Wiggins still a long way to go. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was skinnier a couple of years ago. So again, that's the whole key with, with Wiggins and Leonard. Wiggins needs to continue to bulk up. He's gotten a little bigger, but he's got a long way to go before he can match up with Kawhi Leonard in a serious fashion because Kawhi Leonard just beat the hell out of him the whole game physically and just blew right by him. Drove to the basket, dunked on Wiggins several times, 11 of 15 in the game from Kawhi Leonard because he didn't really, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of resistance, you know? It just kind of is what it is. 31-point performance for a, a guy I got to say is an MVP candidate in the NBA. That doesn't mean he's going to win it, of course, because you got all these other guys like LeBron and Curry, guys like that. Yes, I know LeBron and Curry are still in the league. There's no doubt about that. But Kawhi Leonard is in there. I think he's, uh, I would rather, if I had a choice between Kawhi Leonard or James Harden, as great as Harden has been and how the Rockets have surged this year under Mike D'Antoni and how James Harden has added the, has been playing point guard this year, and he's really been racking up the assists and been quite the playmaker and still an elite scorer in this league, regardless of, again, playing a different role, more of a kind of a captain of the offense type of role. I'd rather have Kawhi Leonard than uh, James Harden because of what he brings. I mean, he scores now. He's, he's got that strength, the ability. The athleticism, obviously, is very much there. He's still super young, and his defense is the best in the league. He is the best defensive player in the NBA. So I, I would rather have Kawhi Leonard. I think he's the third best player in the league. Take that and put that in your pipe and smoke it if you want to. I, I don't know. Maybe you don't have to, but <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way necessarily. Just saying if anybody wants to disagree with that statement, you're, you're free to. But put it in your pipe and smoke it anyway. <laughs> Chris Dunn at a coming out party. Again, it's pretty much done in Levine in this one. The, uh, the, the positive notes of the game. Yeah, Rubio had his six assists, but the rest of the way, just... I'm tired of looking at him. Is that okay to say? Is it okay to say? He just looks timid out there, and he misses shots all the time. Um, he doesn't even take that many because he has no confidence in his shot. His defense is mediocre at best. And then you have Chris Dunn out there nailing shots at his first 15-point performance. This is a young career high for him, hitting 6 of 7 from the floor. He's making the shots Nice rainbow three, but also setting up nice plays, and he continued into Toronto as well. But uh, very strong performance for Chris Dunn, really one of the only positive of, of this game. Uh, one other negative aspect for this one, boy, only 12,500 people in attendance at Target Center. Now, admittedly, I wasn't there, <laughs> but just saying, that's, that's, that, that, that's, that's too bad. Man, people really are down in this club, aren't they? Man, that is a, that's pretty low. Really? Uh, but the Wolves do drop to 6-15. and 15. I, I think people are very frustrated with this club right now. Mm, boy, but I, I, I'm surprised by that attendance. I mean, even with the Spurs in town. Hmm. I understand that people are tired of the Spurs, but Kawhi Leonard, is he, he's not that boring. I mean, he's pretty damn good. He's pretty fun to watch, to be quite honest. Man, and, and you're not even seeing Tony Parker or Mano Ginobili out there, so whatever. Though those guys, I mean, they might be in their final season in this league. Uh Man, this wasn't fun to watch or anything other than Chris Dunn coming out to play, and that was awesome. That was a very big positive. So take that for uh, take that out of that out of this game and the continued progression for him. The Toronto game, the first half was good. Thursday, December the eighth, it was fun to be on TNT again. It just sucks being a far inferior team record wise to just about everybody we will play on Thursday nights. <laughs> other than unless we play, uh, unless we play. The uh, Philadelphia 76ers, that was quite funny, watching them <laughs> on TNT the other night. Yes, Andrew Wiggins came to play in his hometown, Toronto, Ontario, but it wasn't that good. It, um, it was it was solid, though. I mean, 10 of, 15, 10 of 19 from the floor is good, but he wasn't that aggressive. It was mostly just the same mid-range stuff, which isn't the best thing you ever saw. He's just more focused in the game. Carl, I don't know. I mean, Zach Levine... Lit it up. Uh, Carl was good in the game, but not that great. Uh, he had a spectacular play. I, I won't deny that. Nice little dish to him. Did a couple of fakes and then just blew to the basket and then did a nice little stare and a nod. I love that nod <laughs> after that dunk. And he put it in big time on Valenciusis. I keep forgetting how to pronounce that name. That guy killed us all night. It was really annoying. Oh, that guy, man, that that's the part that drives you crazy. You see all these centers doing well. Because Carl's defense isn't really up to par yet. I, and I know it's a change of strategy with a different, completely different coach and, of course, PhD material defensively. But 
I don't know. Um, it sucks to see all these guys kind of having their way with Carl so far this year. But at least Carl did get his, and he really pounded it down. And Jonas V, we'll just call him Jonas V at this stage. I keep forgetting how to pronounce that one. Uh, as expected, the best backcourt in the NBA, right, James? <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> James from Brooklyn out there on Twitter hit me up the other day. That was cool. The second best backcourt in the NBA. My bad. Yeah, I know. I, I hate the Warriors. Okay, dislike, hate, whatever you want to say. I don't like the Warriors, but these guys bring bring it, man. I mean, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, yeah, they brought it all right. God, Kyle Lowry. When you thought the Wolves had a chance, you had DeMar Carroll and Kyle Lowry nailing threes from the outside. You saw the same meh defense in this one. It was so devastating for me. <laughs> okay, but then again, not too surprising. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, see, this is how you make up for a poor shooting night. He wasn't really hitting shots for the most part, but he got aggressive, and he made 12 of 13 free throws. Simple, right? Simple. And that's what I'm going to continue to see here, Mander Wiggins. I hate, and I'm this is something I clearly hate, the comparisons to Rudy Gay with Andrew Wiggins. And you're continuing to hear it through publications, magazines, uh, articles, this and that. Andrew, uh, you know, Rudy Gay, okay, maybe at age 21 right now, but I don't know. I think he could be closer to DeMar, uh, to DeMar DeRozan, honestly, later on. Sure, you're not going to compare him to LeBron James unless he really bulks up and gets way better. It'd be nice to compare him to Kawhi Leonard, but of course, you can't do that. His defense isn't at Kawhi's level. In fact, it's not even close. And just about nobody's is as close as that guy. But um, I think he could be like DeMar DeRozan. Maybe a poor shooting night, just drive the lane. And that's what he did earlier this season, and that's what you're not seeing right now. So it's crazy. It's frustrating. Andrew's got to get back to that. And I know teams adjust. They don't, But at the same time, keep adjusting, Andrew, and stay aggressive. I don't know if he got hurt a tiny bit. I mean, that's part of sports. You're always going to be hurt a little bit, that type of thing, and you have to kind of work your way through that. Um, just keep driving the lane. That's all I got to say with Andrew Wiggins. He, stop settling for the mid-range shots. It's okay to hit them if you're – keep, keep shooting them if you're hot and such. But if that's going to be your whole game, you're, you're, you know, maybe you are Rudy Gay. Okay, but we'll leave that alone. He's 21. Hopefully that'll continue to develop. But a 25-point performance, I can't complain about. But if he was more aggressive, he might have had a 35-point performance. performance. I'm losing my mind, sorry. Uh, That would have been awesome to see. Uh, Overall, again, bad defense. And, of course, the Toronto Raptors nailing from the outside all night. All night. Kyle Lowry doing the little three-point uh, sign, whatever you want to call that. The, some people would call it three sixes, which is not good. I, I hope that's not what it means, but kind of. It kind of is. Uh, poor perimeter defense, though, and of course, DeMar DeRozan being aggressive and hitting just about every free throw he needed to in the game, and Toronto ended up beating the Wolves pretty soundly, 124 to 110. Let's move on. This is getting long now. Uh, it's getting longer than it probably needs to be at this stage. Lone Wolf Award, Alpha Wolf Award. Well, I'm going to give it to two guys in this one. Now, Carl had a very strong week, but he had some but he had some down nights. But again, at least made up for it. He got double-digit rebounds in just about every game. Only one game this week, he got eight. Other than that, he was in double digits. Uh, so I'm going to give it to him and Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn is going to get the other Alpha Wolf Award because he, he's given us hope at that point guard position in a, in a time where it appears Ricky Rubio clearly is not a starting point guard in this league right now. Uh, Not at all. And Chris Dunn is starting to look like he could be pretty damn good in this league. Uh, Obviously, Zach Levine deserves a lot of attention this week, too. And shame on me for not mentioning it. It's almost like a trifecta, but at least an honorable mention at the bare minimum. Zach Levine, very strong all week from the outside, particularly, but also driving the lane, making just... He's much stronger in traffic than he was in the past, and that is a huge plus it's 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 clearly it's clear that he's gotten stronger and he's definitely been watching film and changing his strategy a bit as he attacks the basket. You you really got to be excited with that and it's going to continue to develop. I'm still not ready to join the Levine Obos or the the Levine Bobos out there that will tell you he's going to be way better than uh, Andrew Wiggins or better than Andrew Wiggins. I still think Wiggins will be the better player, but. Levine definitely has shows shows more energy, and I think that's what's got people excited about him. That's another reason why a lot of people saw Carl Anthony Towns that way. So, boy, he's got a nice rainbow three, doesn't he? You see a little highlights in the background. Done though, strong, strong all week. So he will get the other alpha will partially for giving us hope and showing us well <laughs> how valuable it is to have a point guard that's aggressive, 
and plays his style. I think he's going to be definitely the better point guard for the Timberwolves long term. Uh, he's got a little Kyle Lowry in him with a strong defense and ultimately, hopefully, the three-point shot later on. Kyle Lowry was not scorching that and scoring high numbers per game in his past, but he showed all kinds of signs of what he could be in the future, and I think that's what Chris Dunn is doing right now in the early stages. The Johnny Flynn Memorial, it's got to be a Rubio, right? I mean, and, and he didn't he wasn't that bad all week. You could kind of throw it around, but uh, I'll give it to Rubio. I mean, he, he just he just looks uh, he looks soft out there. I can't give it to Wiggins because he had two tw- uh, two uh, high scoring games this week. So and and he wasn't that bad other than the Kawhi Leonard game. So I, I can't give it to him. Uh, ultimately, it's got to go to Rubio. You just you just don't see you just don't see any type of magic from Ricky Rubio this week. So we'll leave it as is. We'll take a break. We'll come back, preview three games, and then have a third segment with fan interaction right after this. By the end of this season, Chris Dunn will be the starting point guard. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, preview segment. But real quick, before we get to the previews, I'm going to do a uh, slight backtrack to Chris Dunn. His December number, see, this is where you're showing the progress. Now, of course, starting out the season, he averaged about four points a game, you know, in November. And you know what? Andrew Wiggins was awfully quiet in his first season, in his first month, too. And then things started to progress after that. In four games, though, so far for Chris Dunn, he's averaging 8.3 points. He's averaging the same amount of minutes. He has the whole season about 17 and a half. So that has not changed. Take note of that. 8.3 points versus about 3 points a game in November. It's 16 games. So think about that again. Uh, four and a half assists versus two and a half. Field goal percentage, 65% versus 26.8%. So there you go. Just things to think about right there. Uh, better at the free throw line as well. Yes, it's just four games versus 16. But hey, you're seeing legitimate progress because it's consistent progress out of Chris Dunn. So let's get on with the previews, shall we? Friday, December the 9th, back-to-back, obviously because Toronto was just last night, Timberwolves versus Pistons. <laughs> yep, NBA Jam. Timberwolves host the Detroit Pistons. Got it like that. You got your Andre Dummond. You got your uh, you got your Tobias Harris, who's definitely emerged a bit. He's leading the team in scoring, if you can believe that. About 17 points a game. Nobody's really scorching the net, necessarily, for Detroit, but they're aggressive. They score. Uh, they they play good defense. They drive to the basket, and you got to respect this team. Uh, they're about five hundred ish at this stage. They are five hundred, twelve and twelve. Yeah, I mean, I've been kind of keeping up with them casually, on and off during the season. Cleveland definitely running away with the Central Division. No one's going to stop them right now. Ain't going to be the Bulls. The Wolves will be playing against the Central Division twice this week, and of course, host the Golden State Warriors on Sunday. Oh, goody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of like the Pistons. They're alright. Uh, I'd rather see them succeed than some of the other teams in this league, certainly. Uh, I like them more than the Warriors, right? No, I mean, but I mean, even certain some certain teams out east as well. Uh, solid. Uh, Reggie Jackson's a guy who's been out for a long time. He missed. He's, uh, he's only played three games this season. I think Reggie Jackson is a difference maker. I'm that club. Uh, Andre Drummond is the MVP by with, with a bullet. I mean, 13, point, 13 rebounds a game and averaging about 15 points a game. Uh, shot blocking down a bit, though, only 1.2. So a little quieter in that stretch. But this guy definitely uh, a terror in this league. One of the best tower forwards out there. He's certainly a uh, first, second, or third team type of guy. He's not first team, but like a, maybe a third team power forward in the NBA. Uh, Ish Smith has been very valuable in uh, replacing Reggie Jackson for for the time being. He's been starting. Ish Smith, remember that name last year? Uh, I want to apologize to the guy for kind of being like, who the hell is this guy with Philadelphia? You ever heard of him? Well, sometimes players emerge. They don't necessarily, even though you're not highly touted coming in, they emerge, and Ish Smith deserves a, a lot of credit for what he's become in this league. Not bad. Uh, he's not spectacular, but not bad. Um <clears throat> I think the Wolves beat Detroit, though. Uh, the Wolves have been favorable against this club, and this would be a much-needed win for the Timberwolves, of course. Uh, after beating Charlotte, you ended a losing streak and all. You're going to have to end a, a small one here. It's only two games, and I think the Wolves can and will defeat the Detroit Pistons, believe it or not. Um, 
you want to say Carl Anthony Towns is going to be the main factor as to why the Wolves win? I don't know. Uh, I think Andrew Wiggins will be the reason the Wolves beat the Detroit Pistons. Uh, he was good last year on occasion. I remember also last year on New Year's Eve, though, in Detroit. It was like a nightmare. The Pistons were hitting threes nonstop in that game. And the three-point, they're not quite as deadly at this point. Uh, Reggie Jackson is the best shooter, best three-point shooter on the club, and he's been out again. So that does not help. His three-point percentage better than his field goal percentage in the limited action he's been able to see so far this season. Um, but I think the Wolves can beat this club, especially with Reggie Jackson not being available. He was the main reason the Wolves got throttled by Detroit last year. Main reason we'd lose, Andre Drummond, without a doubt. I mean, Ish Smith is, is dangerous and he can drive you crazy, but Andre Drummond would kick our butts down low. That's the reason we'd lose the game. But So Carl needs to be up to the challenge. Carl and Gorgie, those are two guys that are going to be guarding him off and on during the night. Carl especially, though, will be on Andre Drummond, and that's a, that's a matchup Carl needs to win. Uh, it's not going to be easy at all. Uh, Carl struggled against him quite a bit. Uh, hopefully, you'll see something here. I, I expect Chris Dunn to continue to continue to, to be a valuable piece to this club and eventually earn a starting role with this team in the next few weeks and months, ultimately. That's why you heard me say in uh, John F. Kennedy's voice during the break there. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the Wolves will win this game, though. I, I have a good feeling I had... You're going to see more aggressiveness from Andrew Wiggins. You're going to see him continue to uh, to play solid. Uh, he needs to get to the free throw line. That's a huge thing right now. Um, but he has been shooting better. That's the hope with Andrew Wiggins. Is his field goal percentage has been coming up the past few games. The pit, the Spurs game, I'm, I'm going to kind of give him a pass for that because Kawhi Leonard right now. I mean, that's the best defensive player in the league. So Detroit does not have a guy like that on this club. They're good defensively, but not that good. Uh, it's mostly Andre Drummond, and Carl is going to have to step up and play well against Andre Drummond if the Wolves are going to win the game, but also Andrew Wiggins needs to really show up for the Wolves. Um, Sunday, December the 11th, Zach Levine, baby. Zach Levine will be the best player in this one against the Golden State Warriors. The Wolves host the Golden State Warriors, like I mentioned already. Uh, just just don't let Clay Thompson score 60 points. That's that's all I ask. Is Is, is that okay to ask? Um, well, it looks like the, uh, <clears throat> according to Wojo, literally breaking on the spot here, Donantas Montejunas, a former Timberwolf, right? <laughs> a former David Kahn draft and trade, you know, you know, the old bag, the bag that the, the $4 million to pay off, uh, Kurt Rambis's contract. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, draft night, 2011, one of those guys, well, they've pulled the offer sheet away from old Dantas, old, old, old DM there in Houston. It would have been a four years, $35 million offer. They've pulled it away. So, oh no, they are signing him. They pulled away 31 and are signing him for 35. Okay. Ah, what the hell? My bad. I'm losing my mind here. Yeah, the Warriors, we all know who they are. That's the best backcourt in the league, right, James? Yes, best backcourt in the league. And they have the best small forward in the league, unless you want to say Kawhi Leonard is. Um, it's a nice competition there between Durant and Kawhi Leonard. And, you know, that's starting to kind of come into place there. Um, <clears throat> interesting. That'd be interesting. Spurs and... Uh, Spurs and Golden State Warriors. Now, of course, Kevin Durant and the uh, Thunder beat the Spurs, but it was more, actually, I would have to give more credit to Russell Westbrook for that series, I'd have to say. He was fantastic against the Spurs. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know why I'm talking about the playoffs right now. It's far away. we got to talk about Wolves and uh, Warriors. I want to pick a win, but I can't. I mean, I can't. The Wolves' defense has actually gotten worse. You know, because, I don't know, they're just not used to the adjustments from Tom Thibodeau, and that's not news. Eventually, it's going to have to catch on, though, because it's getting kind of silly now. I mean, you're giving up 118 points in New York, giving up, you know, it's, it's too much. Seriously, you know, 120 points to Charlotte. I mean, yes, they went to overtime, but they still had well over 100 getting in there, and that's after shooting really poorly in the fourth quarter. Something has got to give here. Oh, they even have Jabel McGee. Woohoo! Yeah, that's fun to watch, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, and it's like you got all these weapons: Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Okay, we we get that. Yeah, Draymond Green's the most is usually the biggest reason why they beat the hell out of people because he just makes big plays. He he gets rebounds. He's physical. He drives you crazy. His defense is off the charts. Stuff like that. Uh, and then, oh, by the way, Clay Thompson might go off for fifty. You never know. And of course, Curry might go off for forty, fifty. Um, 
until until the NBA Finals start, then Steph Curry doesn't quite do that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Back-to-back seasons, Steph Curry struggled in the Finals. I'm sorry. Uh, Durant wasn't that good in the Finals either a couple of years back. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm going to that. Uh, the Wolves aren't going to beat them, though. I, I wish they would. But right now, the way this team is playing, I don't think they're going to win the game. Uh, it's just the same old story. The Warriors will get their 120 like they did last time. It was a huge shocker, right? 120 again. And it'd just be the same old story. Uh, if, if the Wolves keep the Warriors to under 100 like they have done in the past, they need to win the game. They need to win the game. <laughs> Take advantage and win the game. Don't lose 99-91. to 91. Please don't do that. I remember the Wolves had a game like that last year, and everybody was mad at me for getting pissed off about it. Really? You kept them down. Beat them, damn it. Um, maybe Sam Mitchell should be the coach uh, for the Warriors games. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, it's just, you know, do I even need to preview the game? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the final score. I forgot to say it for the uh, Pistons game. The Wolves will win that one. By a final score of, and it's got to be higher than it's been, 108-100. 108-100 for the Wolves over the Pistons. The Warriors will win the game by a final score, 118-105. to 118-105, Warriors beat the Wolves. If Zach Levine will be the best player, though, he'll he'll go off for upper 20s, low 30s in the game. You'll see Carl hopefully have something. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad was awfully disappointing last time around, <laughs> whereas obviously last year he did play, he played very well against the Warriors on multiple occasions. But Zach always plays well against them, and I do expect that to continue. It's just a matter of how how well is Clay Thompson going to play in this game. Um, it, it's crazy though. After a sixty-two point performance, Clay Thompson twenty-two points a game. But of course, you got Curry and Durant both averaging twenty-six points a game. So it's like, I mean, you know, there's only so much. Only so much, you know. There's only so many shots you could take in a game. Uh, Zach Levine will be one of the reasons the Wolves win the game. Uh, but then again, he'll he'll be the highest scorer. But I think the MVP of the game, if the Wolves win, would be Carl, without a doubt. Carl Anthony Towns would be the MVP of the game. A double-double type performance. Hopefully you see Chris Dunn have a strong performance against this uh, against this club. I'd say why not? I mean, he's, he's, he's young and he's new to the league, but he's fairly physical. He's a fairly physical guy. He's not afraid of contact. Um, I wouldn't say Rubio's afraid of contact, but he's certainly not—he's <laughs> certainly not a physical player at all. Where I think Dunn is, uh, does that, and of course Steph Curry. Yeah, I mean that could be encouraging in the future because Steph Curry does not like contact very much. He doesn't respond that well to it. The Cleveland Cavaliers took advantage of it last year, and they took advantage of it the year before. That type of thing. So that's good news with Chris Dunn's future in the NBA against a guy like a Steph Curry. Chicago Bulls. Tom Thomas Tom Thibodeau will be. Heading to Chicago for the first time since he was fired by the Chicago Bulls on Tuesday, December 13th. Hopefully it's bad luck for the Bulls. I hope so. Um, I'd like to believe the Wolves could beat this club. They're 12-10. and 10. They're not that good. Uh, the Wolves have played well against the team on occasion, and on occasion they don't. It's all about Wiggins versus Butler in this game. 100%. 100% Wiggins versus Butler in this game. The bad news is Butler just continues to get better. And better and better. Uh, he's averaging almost. He's averaging twenty-five and a half a game. Uh, Dwayne Wade has been solid. Uh, he's certainly not the player he was, though. And and it's just you're just waiting for him to get hurt. Luckily, he has stayed healthy the past couple of years. Rajon Rondo already getting in trouble con- uh, with conduct detrimental to the team, receiving a suspension this week. Oh, Rondo! You know, as good as he is, he's an ass, and it's too bad. It's too bad because he he could have been like almost Hall of Fame level if he would have just. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, his shooting sucks too, so maybe you can't even go there. Uh, the same frustrations as Rubio, but he's a better player than Rubio. <laughs> um, the Bulls, like everybody else, have players from the outside, have players who can score from the outside, without a doubt. McDermott can hit him, and, and uh, Miritich obviously can hit him. Todd Gibson's a guy a lot of people want the Wolves to go after in the trade market. A veteran, defensive type of guy. That would be very helpful. And, of course, a Tom Thibodeau guy in the past. He certainly coached Todd Gibson for a while. So, And, of course, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I don't know if the Wolves are going to be able to get Jimmy Butler now at any point. Of course, you'd have to give up a huge name player or two to get him. Uh, Butler, definitely a starting all-star player in that Eastern Conference, I'd have to say. Uh, he's going to be matching up with Kawhi Leonard in that all-star game this year. Not that all-star games are that fun to watch, but at least you'll at least he'll get the recognition for it. That's what's important. Um, this is a winnable game, but I don't see it happening. 
I don't know. I mean, gosh, the Bulls just beat the Spurs. Wow, that's not bad. Way to protect home court there. 95-91. That ain't bad. Butler and Kawhi. You know, I, I want to check that out. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. Kawhi Leonard, he's got 24 points. How, how did Butler do? Rajon Rondo was the best player for the Bulls. What the hell? What the hell? Butler. Oh, my God. Kawhi. Oh. Oh. Kawhi Leonard kept Jimmy Butler down to 13 points. Okay, Andrew. Yes. Yes, you're entitled to have an 11-point game against Kawhi Leonard because your counterpart over there in Chicago, Jimmy Butler, old JB, only 13 points versus Kawhi Leonard. And yet they still won the game. Okay. Good job, Wade. 20-point performance. Rajon Rondo, very strong. Missed a triple-double by one assist in the game. Jeez. And the Bulls have a nice, strong bench, too. Uh, yeah, Mary Cash McDermott coming off the bench. Guys like that. Cristiano Felicio, also strong off the bench with nine points. <laughs> Cristiano Felicio, that's a new one for me. Todd Gibson would be nice, uh, a nice addition to the Wolves. I don't think he'd start, though. I mean, you're not going to bench Gorgie, are you? I, I don't know. I, I don't think I would be in a hurry to do that. Scotty Pippen in attendance. Oh, Scotty Pippen. So he's not too pissed off at uh, no, Reinsdorf anymore, right? That's pretty old news, huh? Um, <clears throat> wow. Impressive win for the Bulls. And... But also extremely impressive Kawhi Leonard shutting down Jimmy Butler to that point. It's shocking that the Spurs lost that game. But I suppose when nobody else is hitting a shot in the game, what are you going to do? I mean, like <laughs> like, like old Popovich would say, we shot the ball, didn't go in. You know, that type of thing. And that's pretty much what happened in this one. Not aggressive. And Aldrich, 5 of 50. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm going off. I'm really sorry. I, I had to check that out, though. I mean, Butler... And Kawhi. I had to check that out. Kawhi won again. Um, yeah, he's an MVP candidate. Mark you know, mark my words, he is an MVP candidate in this league. And you know what? If the Spurs end up finishing with the best record in the league, he he, he should get the MVP award because who on the San Antonio Spurs is anywhere near his level at this stage? Even though he's got nice players with him, they ain't at his level. So, And, and when you're that much of a game changer, Jiminy, Mickey frickin' Christmas. So there it is. Uh, the Wolves will not beat the Bulls. I, I, I don't feel confident at all in the game. I think Butler's going to go off, but it, it will be Butler versus Wiggins in the game. They'll be the top players in the game. It's going to be very fun to watch those two, but I think Butler's going to get the best of them at this stage. Butler's going to be in the upper 20s. Wiggins will be in the mid-20s. But I, I think Butler, Butler might go off for 33-34. Actually, I wouldn't be too surprised. It'll be something of that ilk. And... Uh, that's where we're going to stand. Chicago Bulls will win the game low scoring fashion, 95 to 89. 95 89. Bulls win. Butler will be the most viable player in that game. And Wiggins will lead the Wolves in scoring, make things interesting, but the Wolves will not win the game. Uh, that's, what, that's how I see things. So that's the end of the previous segment. The Wolves will go 1 and th- 1 and 2. 1 and 2 in this uh, upcoming week. Of course, there'll be a long break until Saturday, so I'll most likely be doing a show. Thursday or Friday, or if not Saturday morning, Thursday or Friday next week. So there it is. Let's take a break. Come back with some pretty cool fan interaction upcoming here on Facebook, Twitter, and the like. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, the fan interaction segment, segment number three. Going to give a quick shout out to the Flips Army page on Facebook. Flips Army page, Trevor Wickerin is the creator and founder of that page on Facebook. Go there, click like, join it. Really cool. I, I want to thank him very much for allowing me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion on that page. And it's a fun place to interact during game threads. Um, you know, I don't really do game threads on my page. <clears throat> so that's a place to go, a good place to go for that interact with other people and then of course do join the Timberwolves Explosion page though to interact with this show directly very fun um, <clears throat> it is facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion for Twitter it is at Wolves Explosion very welcome on board also there is a call in line it is 209-736-7877 209-736-7877 
888-528-8877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, opine, all that good stuff. Keep it to a minute or two. Heck, even if you really have a whole lot to say, even you could even go for three. What the hell? Hit the three-pointer, man. But probably that's the maximum, I would say. <clears throat> Uh, other than if it's just a like a whole section of the show, which I might encourage 10A to do sometime, <laughs> that would be cool. Like a, literally a whole segment, like a like a Timberwolf, like a special type of show situation there. Um, multiple ways to get on board, though. Of course, there's the there's the call in line. Then there's the call now button on the Facebook page. Same situation. Go straight to the number via Facebook Messenger if you're international. International. And, of course, there's the audio submission route where you can use your uh, voice recorder on any smart device, preferably a phone, I'm sure, for yourself. It's easier for you that way, maybe. Uh, and then just email it in to paladinolive at yahoo.com. All this information will be in the show description on iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you all very much. Um, I'll do another shout-out in a second when I talk to Hank McCoy, a very exciting one for the Courtside Podcast. Let's get to Twitter first, though. I want to thank Tanae and Vince, Tanae Brown from New Zealand, Vince Germano from Australia. Thank you guys so much for retweeting the show on a regular basis. You guys are just awesome. Really, 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 really appreciate it. Can't thank you enough. James at Jimmy by Tendorp off of, or out of Brooklyn. It says Brooklyn, so I'm assuming Brooklyn, New York. Hey, you know, and apparently he listens to the show. Cool. Out of Brooklyn, New York. How cool is that? I love it. Welcome aboard. I think I've heard from him before, though, to be honest. Uh, he says, did you, because I made this statement last show when I talked about the Toronto Raptors in the, the end of the previous segment, because it was the last game. I called uh, Kawhi Leonard and DeMar DeRozan the best backcourt in the league. Well, it's really good, right? They're, they're starting all-stars in the East, but yeah, they're starting all-stars in the West, unfortunately, a little bit ahead of them, aren't they? Damn it. Yes, they have. Uh, so he says, <laughs> James says, did you actually say Toronto was the best backcourt in the league? And yeah, <laughs> he says yeah, but they aren't Clay and Curry or Curry and Clay. Yeah, uh. <laughs> I know. I apologize. I was seriously. I was thinking I'm going to regret saying this, and yeah, of, of course I regretted saying it. Yeah, but then again, I really like the Toronto backcourt though, and they really looked good last night, didn't they? So, I mean, they really did. I mean. Kawhi Leonard in the past was more of a just defensive player, you know, but he could make some nice, he, he was valuable. He would score at key times and he would continue to rack up the assists, even in a backup role to Mike Conley with Memphis, a guy I've always wanted on this team. I mean, can you imagine Kyle Lowry on the Wolves? But one, the one good thing is I think Chris Dunn could be one day Kyle Lowry-like. I, I think he could. I think that's a similar player, maybe not as high scoring, but maybe. I mean, we didn't see Kyle Lowry as a high-scoring point guard in this league until much later. Love Kyle Lowry. I really do. That, that guy is... Uh, I mean, I've always I always talked about him in the past. Eight years ago, when I started this show, I talked about Kyle Lowry. Eight years ago. Seven years ago. Sixty, you get the idea. Uh, James continues saying, one of those two, being uh, Lowry and Mr. Uh, <laughs> Mr. DeMar DeRozan, uh, one of those two... One of those have to... What what is it? What am I reading? One of those two have to win a could have uh, a couple MVPs. That's what's going on. He probably used uh, voice text. A couple MVPs and a couple cha- championships. Then I think you have a legitimate argument. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I understand. Uh, I, I I wouldn't say a couple championships though. They only won one, and they got their and they got their butts kicked last year down the stretch there against the Cleveland uh, Browns. Now Cleveland Cavaliers who. Yeah, the Cavaliers are getting their butts kicked the first uh, uh, first three out of four games there, but then things went things turned dramatically after that. I was saying that basically, and he says, "Ha ha, they they were they were beat." And he says, "I know your distaste for the Warriors. The feeling is mutual." Yeah, that's good to hear. Just still have to give them props. And yes, I do agree. I do agree with you. Uh, Tanay out of New Zealand says, "I didn't get to watch the last game. That was the Spurs game." But Chris Dunn at a nice game statistically did that show on the court too. Yes, um, I didn't respond on Twitter. I apologize. I, you know, I was going to, and I didn't. I, I'm really sorry. Uh, but yeah, yes, um, it, it did show. You're seeing a guy who has become a confident and competent point guard in this league. I think he has a very, very nice uh, future in the NBA. I, I'm very, very pleased with Chris Dunn's future. It's, a, it's still a work in progress. It's going to be a while, but in time. 
He's going to be a valuable guy. Tanae continues here. This is after the Toronto game. Currently a bigger fan of Wolves Explosion than the T-Wolves. Yep, looking forward to the next episode, mate, to see what's going on. Yep, (laughs) yep, here I am, brother. And luckily I did record right away. I think Tanae subtly knows that this is about, it was about recording time. He knew it was coming, yep. And he says, uh, in parentheses, I don't have Wi-Fi and nowhere near enough data to stream games. I I understand. That sucks. Um... That's a bummer. Hopefully, hopefully, at some point you're able to get the Wi-Fi. Levi Wilson Brown, his brother, says, "Yep, he was. Uh, he says you're not missing much. Yep, <laughs> and that's true. It's been tough. It's been really tough. <sighs> that was a different one. Hmm. Okay, cool. Let's go to the Facebook page. Let's keep moving. Keep moving, Joe. Keep moving, Joe. <clears throat> Where was I? It's not loading. I hate that. It's there and then it disappears. That's." See, I, I don't have Wi-Fi either today. This is garbage. <laughs> Sometimes it really sucks. Uh, no responses to the last episode, but thank you for the like and share there. I believe Vince shared it. He, yep, thank you very much for that. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and I'll get to the Hank thing here in a second. Hank and Vince. Um, <clears throat> Andrew Wiggins, still viable against the Hornets. And by the way, his father was from Charlotte, North Carolina. Or not Charlotte, but was from North Carolina. So there is a connection there. Uh, a little North Carolina history in the Wiggins family. In that case, it's Andrew's mother was from Canada, a uh, triathlete, an Olympic athlete in the past. So very cool connections there. Uh, Mitchell Wiggins from North Carolina ultimately played with the Houston Rockets and was a member of that 86 team that went to the finals and got beat the crap out of by the Celtics. Unfortunately, I was saying I was the biggest win of the year thus far in the silent assassin strikes again. Huge performance from Andrew Wiggins in that game. Really liked what I saw. Let's get to the visitor post. This is good stuff coming up from Hank McCoy. If I'd ever loads. Yes, uh, da, da, yeah, yeah. Very interesting post. I knew that was in there too from today. Very interesting stuff. Um, Wow. Okay, we'll start with the Monday one. This is some serious stuff here. It's gonna be a while. <laughs> okay, so before I start reading Hank McCoy's post here, I am going to mention the Courtside Podcast, which I've mentioned many times in the past. Uh, for those of you out there that might be new to it, um, there's also been, there's been a change. There's been a change to the Courtside Podcast. They're now uh, going with a subscription, and uh, I, I, I'm signed up right away for it. Only $20 a year. Um, someday, possibly Timberwolves Explosion will be subscription as well, but it's only 20 bucks a year. So someday, possibly, I'm just throwing a hint out there to something. Um, it, it's a possibility. I shouldn't even be saying that, but <laughs> it's, you know, $20 a year to help support things and kind of get the, possibly get some better software, better microphone, better this and that. I think my microphone's good, but possibly better software, better hardware, that type of thing to keep things running and maybe expand the show. That's what a courtside has been doing. And their show now, their free ones go on iTunes. But all of them go on Podbean. So that way, when you sign up for the subscription via PayPal or whatever, which I did because it's easier, 20 bucks a year, that's not much. That's less than $2 a month. Uh, you get on Podbean, Podbean application. It streams the audio, so you have to have some type of connection for the moment to at least so it downloads like like YouTube. That's such. Uh, Spreaker's the same way, which Sebastian does, my buddy, uh, who does a Viking show like I do. Uh, we're kind of like sister shows in a, in a sense. Um but yeah, Podbean is the application to have on your smart device, your iPod, uh, iPhone, or of course, Android, Samsung, LG, whatever. You get the idea there. So Podbean is the application to have to hear those premium shows. So when you sign up through through Podbean to a subscription to the Courtside Podcast, you'll have access to it. Let's get going. This show's going to clear an hour now for sure with all these uh, nice long posts by Hank, and they're awesome. Courtside Podcast, highly, highly recommended, and luckily enough, the Timberwolves Explosion has been courtside approved, according to Hank McCoy, the Alpha Dog founder and founder of the Courtside Podcast. Vince Germano got the whole uh, subscription idea started. Very, very good stuff. Smart, uh, smart move there. Uh, Hank says, "Okay, let's do this. Timberwolves fans need to take need to take leaf out of Joel Embiid's book and trust the process." Mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say. A lot of fans were expecting playoffs in a 50-win season straight off the bat. Yeah, I I, I think they're going way too far, Hank. I I agree with that. He says, now that everyone has come back down to earth with their expectations, no matter how proven the coach is, he's still taking taking over a young team. And yeah, see, the other thing, too, it's like 
Clearly the fan base in this town was expecting a lot more because only 12,500 people showed up for a Spurs game. Wow, you know? That's not good. That's not good. Mm. And that was during the weekend. Like, I, I don't know, or early in the week, I suppose. All right, let's keep going before I put my foot in my mouth. Uh, he says, not just that, but a young team with fundamental flaws in the franchise. Yes, the whole Sam Mitchell thing. Undoing David Kahn's work. Straight into undoing Rick Adelman's last two seasons of the franchise, which were terrible. Then Flip takes over, starts turning things around, and passes away. Imagine walking into a franchise where this has taken place over the past 10 years. And you could even go with 12. You could even argue that. Uh, coach Thibbs, Thibbs actually, is, is a proven coach, whether players and fans like it or not. Nothing good happens overnight, so fans need to understand what you're watching night in and night out is a process, and you are seeing glimpses. Those glimpses are called progress. Coach Thibbs, Tibbs <laughs> didn't walk into a roster ready for the playoffs in the Western Conference from what I've watched from the Wolves games this year. It looks like Tibbs, Tibbs is, yeah, I'm screwing myself here, is <laughs> searching for consistency from his players. How many of them have given him that? Yeah, I mean, not much. No consistency, honestly. Even Carl, even Carl. Uh, sorry about the extra long rant, but there is a lot of YouTube Kool-Aid drinking Wolves fans out there that need to be chin-checked on the game. Do the knowledge, young bucks, or I'll call you out on your weak Facebook chat rooms. <laughs> yes. You know, I see it all the time, man. I see it all the time, all the time. Uh, Dan May continues saying they are a good team. Rubio just needs to be more aggressive. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen ever because when he's on, he's pretty darn good. Cat needs to learn to pass out of the post instead of forcing his shit. That will come. Uh... They're exciting to watch. Thibs will get them there. Be patient. Yep, and I agree. I was saying Rubio needs to go. I've had enough of his underachieving ass. Uh, Joe Phillips says, I'm a Rubio fan, but something is up with him this season. It it could be he knows he will be moved. Yep, and that could be, yes. Uh, he could just be out of form or, or a nagging injury. I see more of the box score than live games, but Levine and others have more assists than Rubio with similar minutes. More often than not, yeah. I mean, it's a big struggle. It's weird. It's weird to watch Rubio right now. Uh, Joe Phillips says, agree with your comments that it will take time to change his style of gameplay. That's what he said to Hank. Yep, and they continue back and forth there a little bit. Oh, Hank says, uh, Shane, Shane Wall, uh, this, this is my rant from this morning. Even better, though, this is the Facebook page to the best Timberwolves podcast anywhere. Thank you very much. Thank you very, 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 very much, Hank. I really appreciate that. Uh, Shane was saying he completely agrees with that. So young, so young, and yes, they need to mature, but I thought it would would have been a standout year for them. Tibbs is a good, proven coach, and it's only upwards for them, similar to the Bucks. I wonder if Shane meant like he listens to the show or two, but I'm not sure. I don't think he's liked the page yet. I don't know. Hopefully, one day he will. Uh, Joe Phillips says something a little different. I don't know what it is like in the U.S., but I've been traveling of late. I find lots and lots and lots of NBA shops in these NBA-mad countries, but can't find anything that says Levine. Levine in amongst the pops, such as Curry, LeBron, and co. You find CP3 shirts. Who, who in their right mind would wear that? Ha, Zach is not, one of the, is not the league's best player by any stretch, but he is exciting, and I'm surprised the NBA, Tim Rolls, and Zach's management team aren't building on that. Surely this flows into building a bigger fan base out of the area as well. Perhaps this ties into whatever the problem is with fan attendance. Hmm. Chris Paul t-shirts, LOL. Now that is something asking to be ridiculed. <laughs> I don't like Chris Paul either, by the way. Mr. Flop artist, Mr. Flop King. Yeah, I mean, there's Zach stuff here in, in the target, you know, in the Target Center, downtown in the Target Center, there is Zach stuff going on there. But yeah, it should be going on more online. I do agree. Um, you see Carl and Wiggins everywhere. But yeah, Zach, I mean, he does get some attention in commercials and such. Uh, you're, you're seeing him more and more. Uh, I don't know. It's like, it seems like the the league is waiting more for, for more success out of the Timberwolves first. That's one thing I got to think could be the problem. And of course, now at 6 and 16, it's, ugh, it's still a work in progress, I suppose. Tanae Brown posting something on here. He says, KG's Instagram handle is TechPicks. Has has there been anything about this in many? And yes, it's been popping up. It is uh, 
people were asking about people were asking Garnett about buying the Timberwolves in the past. Is Steady G nineteen seventy eight? So somebody my brother's age, a little bit older, buy. He said, "Big ticket, buy the Timberwolves." LOL. And the question comes up from Tick Picks. He won't sell them to me. Steady. See, he's saying that to Steady. Already tried with kind of like a, kind of a kind of a befuddled look uh, icon, like a hmm. I already tried. He won't sell them to me. I already tried. So, what's up with that? Um, I guess Flip promised something that Taylor's not going to follow through on. That type of thing. He won't sell them. He won't sell them to me. He won't sell them to me. <laughs> He's probably his accent there, and maybe he used voice text. Huh. So, I guess. Uh, I guess so. I, I guess that's kind of the. I guess that's kind of the, the, the talker going on right now. Uh, Hank was putting out the new Minnesota, the free one. He was showing the example there. So, yes, do click that link. Do check it out. Those of you new, look it up on iTunes. Awesome stuff. He was saying, wanted to say thanks for the support and for signing up to the courtside season pass. And you know it. You know it, brother. And I will. He says he loves Timberwolves Explosion. Keep the shows coming, mate. Thank you very much. And Hank and Vince over there, Vince Germano, pounding out the uh, mini-sodes and such for the courtside podcast. Gotta love it. On Podbean and iTunes. Podbean is where you can get all of them, the premium ones and the uh, free ones. iTunes is where you can get the free ones at the bare minimum to check it out and such. But, yeah. So, final remark here from Hank McCoy. He says, I just finished watching the Timberwolves Raptors game. That was the best first half of Wolves basketball I've seen in the past three years. For people asking why Towns is shooting so much from the outside, it's because your starting point guard cannot. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Uh, There is no need to feed the ball inside. Kick outside so the inside becomes the outside, which is why Rubio needs to go at this stage. He really stood out and hurt the team. So thanks for the memories, Ricky, but you're six years in and you and you can't shoot from the outside. A trade has to happen if this team wants to progress. Yes, and Chris Dunn offers exactly that. He drives to, drives to the basket and kicks the ball out. Drives to the basket, kicks the ball out. They even showed that. Kenny Smith Kenny Smith, who's won a championships with Houston as a point guard in this league, was talking about Chris Dunn last night. And I was showing examples how he draw he, he drew five players' attention. Five players. They're all looking at him, facing him. They they forgot about I mean it was even for a split second. They took their eyes off their man who were open their men who were open outside. And all Chris Dunn had to do was kick it out. Uh, he hit Nemanja Bialica for a three. He hit uh, Wiggins for a three, Zach Levine for a three in the game. Very valuable, Chris Dunn. He's going to continue to bring that to this team. He's more dynamic than Ricky Rubio. He's certainly quicker. He's stronger, and his passing is good. He's a good passer. He's not Ricky Rubio with spectacular plays here and there with the passing, but you haven't seen that anymore. That was early on, and it seems like that part of his game has kind of disappeared. Uh, Chris Dunn is a very good passer, and I think he'll be one of the best point guards, one of the better point guards in the league in time. I mean, he was taken fifth overall for a reason. He wasn't taken fifth overall because, oh, well, he's a point guard and he's the best one available right now. No, no, no. He was taken because he was the right player for this team. And he was he was probably a guy who maybe could have easily gone higher. He could have easily gone higher at one point. Some people thought the Celtics were going to take him. And they didn't. They passed him number three overall. Chris Dunn could have easily gone number three overall to the Celtics, but luckily they went they went different. They went in a different route, and the Wolves scooped him up, much to my delight. The Wolves made the right pick in the draft, in my humble opinion, with Chris Dunn. Could be a franchise-changing move for this team because Ricky Rubio has become stagnant. He has absolutely hit his ceiling, and he ain't getting better, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm not saying that to be a jerk. I'm saying that to, <laughs> well, I'm presenting you with what I see as facts. I'm giving you... The real picture from my perspective. Timberwolves fan, Timberwolves guru, whatever you want to call me. <laughs> Timberwolves idiot, whatever you want to call me. If you think I'm stupid, that's up to you. But to me, Chris Dunn is the better point guard in this team. And you know what? There's a lot of people out there that have also been doing podcasts. And go ahead and laugh at this. But they've been doing podcasts for many years, talking about the NBA. I think that I think that does present credibility because that means you follow it closer maybe than the average fan. Because you're... Well, you know, you're you're analyzing it closely so you can do a podcast. I think that counts for something. I've had people laugh at me in the past for saying I've been doing a Timberwolves show for eight years. Eight years. That counts for something. That counts for something. Just because I make a, a statement or an opinion, I give an opinion that you don't like, like I don't like the Warriors or I think they're overrated and I think the Cavaliers can beat them, that's up to you. That's up to you if you don't like that. 
But <laughs> but I wouldn't completely discount somebody's podcasting uh, as who cares? What does that mean? Any dumbass could do a podcast? Well, sure. Okay, sure. Go ahead and say that. But usually the dumbass ones don't last very long, do they? This show is eight years old. That's a long time. Uh, so there you go. Uh, I completely agree with Hank McCoy. And again, like I was saying, he's been doing that show for about, what, five, six years now. And uh, I don't think he disagrees with me on Rubio. And Chris Dunn's future in this league. So there it is. Uh, there's a reason why Hank McCoy saw positivity out of the Timberwolves because Chris Dunn got extended playing time in that first half. And Chris Dunn played very well in, in, in the game. Limited role, but he played well in the game. There it is. By the end of this season, Chris Dunn will be the starting point guard. And could be by the trade deadline, Chris Dunn will be the starting point guard. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. I'm not sure what you're going to get back in return, but maybe it isn't too bad. Maybe they like maybe they like him in Chicago. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> maybe it's a package deal for Todd Gibson. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Just throwing a dart in the dark. I'm not writing an article saying breaking news. Chicago has been talking to Minnesota about Ricky Rubio. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that because it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. So we'll leave that as is. Maybe one day it will happen, though. Maybe it's just a little. Uh, maybe it's just a little intuition coming out. Hmm. A sixth sense, as you will. A spidey sense. Hmm. So with that, I'll shut up now. And I want to thank you guys very much. Sorry for smacking my lips. I want to thank you guys very much for your loyalty to the show. Thank you so much. Out of Australia, New Zealand, Minnesota here as well. Gotta love Jeff Johnson. Gotta love Trevor Wickerwin. Guys like that. Thank you guys so much. Awesome. Awesome people. Uh, Lucas Quayle out of South Dakota. I know he's been listening for a while. It seems a lot of people, it's interesting too how it's like the numbers look not so good. Not that I'm worried about numbers all the time, but the numbers look not so good for a little while, but then it always catches up and I've noticed that. Uh, it seems like when I record a show regularly, people get behind and then they catch up. And then the numbers get significantly better after a while. So it's interesting how that works. So I, I just want to thank you guys. I know you're out there. Maybe if you don't even listen right away, that type of thing. I know you're out there and I just want to say thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, if you could write a positive review for Timberwolves Explosion on iTunes or Stitcher, it'll be greatly appreciated. And if you don't feel like it, that's that's your prerogative. And again, thank you so much for your loyalty to this show. Please tell a friend or two about Timberwolves Explosion, if you could. Thank you again so very much, and we'll be back next week with hopefully more positive news about Chris Dunn, but also some more wins as well. (laughs) 